This is the Italian Real Estate Podcast, here to help you with the ins and outs and basics of Italian real estate presented by ItalianRealEstateLawyers.com. Hello there and welcome back to another edition of the Italian Real Estate Podcast presented by ItalianRealEstateLawyers.com. We, of course, are back at it again with Italian attorney Marco Permunian. How are you doing today? Good, how are you? I am doing great, thank you. And of course, I'm Rafael Di Furi. And in this episode, we wanted to go through a checklist of things that you should consider, especially moving into 2024, what you want to keep in mind and what checkboxes you want to keep on your list. But Marco, where would you say is a good place to get started with your checklist? As the interest in relocating to Italy or Europe in general from uh, the US and Canada grows, we are getting more and more questions regarding how should I plan my move to Italy or to Europe? Uh, what should I uh, consider before I uh, make the move? What are the legalities of the process? And so, as you said, in this video, we want to try to uh, give people our suggestions as to what they should take into consideration while they are uh, trying to get ready to make the move. So I think the first question that people should ask themselves is, where do they want to live? And when, if people want to move to Italy, the question will be, where in Italy do I want to relocate? And Italy is very different uh, depending on whether it's the south, the north, or um, if you want to live on the islands. So the, the landscapes are different, but also the lifestyle is different and the opportunities are different. And I guess the choice will come down to a few factors do you want to work in italy so which one is the best place to find a job in italy do i want to set up my own company um do you want to move alone with your partner with your children do your children need to go to school to university um do you want to retire in italy so the answer will depend on what do you want to accomplish in italy and a lot of people who are looking to retire they tend to choose places where maybe there are communities of americans or foreigners and those places would be for example tuscany or even sicily or some regions in the south like the campania region where naples is located or the puglia region so people who want to retire in italy they tend to choose these places as their new home in italy and they tend to want to be close to the sea and to the communities of foreigners, of expats who have chosen to make Italy their home. But if you have children who need to go to school or university, you will probably have to choose a, a big town or big city uh, like Padova, Bologna, Venice, Florence, even Rome or Milan, which of course are very big and might be better for people who are looking to actively work in Italy. And you know everybody knows that the, the financial center of Italy is Milan, even if Rome is probably at the second place. But also one thing that you have to consider is the cost of life in Italy, because the cost of life will be lower in southern Italy compared to northern Italy, as well as the cost of properties. So if you want to invest in Italy and buy your house in Italy, the cost of the house will be much different depending on whether you choose in the north of Italy, central Italy, or the south of Italy. And prices are normally higher in northern Italy or in the destinations that are chosen by 
tourists mostly so if you wanted for example to purchase a property in florence an apartment you can expect the prices to be very high probably lower than uh, the us but not that much lower because florence in florence uh, for example like in venice uh, the prices are very very high lately uh, especially if you want an apartment in the center of the city but there are other places that are uh, becoming slowly more popular in central italy for example in the regions of umbria or uh, molise where the cost of life is much much lower compared to northern italy and the cost of properties in uh, maybe villages or um, mid-sized towns are uh, much much more affordable especially compared to the average cost of an house in the us right now and of course we at italianrealestatelawyers.com help people um, every day with purchasing their homes in italy so not only we assist people with the relocation process but also we assist them with purchasing properties and renting properties in italy and one of the most requested services is our full package where basically we help people from A to Z in the purchase process without our clients uh, being present in Italy at any point during the process. And some clients, of course, they want to be present during the process or maybe during some uh, phases of the process. And, and that's absolutely possible. But most of our clients, they are in the U.S., uh, or abroad in their own countries and they want us to handle the whole process and the purpose of having an attorney or a real estate expert uh, by your side during the process is uh, to avoid uh, being scammed for example but also we make sure that people who are unfamiliar with the process and that who don't know the legalities of the process can sit back and relax and let us handle the whole purchase process which can be complex especially in the Italian market, the process is not easy. Uh, there are several professionals that need to be involved, uh, notaries, sometimes there are real estate agents that work completely different from an agent in the US. So that's a service that a lot of people, that a lot of our clients, they really like and that allow them to become homeowners in Italy without even having to travel to Italy. That's great that you guys offer these services. And I'm just curious though, when considering the budget side of things, what should somebody take into consideration when they're looking at a home in Italy or even um, taxes or how much of a property uh, is the normal amount to even put up as a, a deposit or working with banks? What, are, what does that side look like from not just the budgetary side, but also just financially in general? Like a lot of other countries in the world, prices in Italy are also uh, becoming higher including uh, the cost of the properties in italy and right now probably the very minimum that you can expect to pay for a property in italy that doesn't need renovation works is about 1000 euros per square meter so if you're buying a uh, 100 uh, square meters apartment you can expect an average price uh, of 100,000 euros which is still lower if compared to other countries like the UK or the uh, US much lower than the average there and don't get me wrong there are still deals out there that would allow you to pay a lower price than the one that I just mentioned but that's probably the average starting price for a property in Italy right now and from there you go up for example the average price for a property in Milan right now at the time of the recording of this video is about 5 thousand euros and in florence is about four thousand 
euros, whereas other less famous cities, such as Padova, for example, which is located in the Veneto region and which is among the cities where the first universities in Europe were built, uh, the average price right now, as of the recording of this video, is about 1,500 euros. So again, even if prices are slowly increasing in Italy too, you can still find deals and you can still expect to pay much less than what you would pay for a house in the US. As for your other question regarding getting a mortgage in Italy, uh, if you are somebody who has an income in Italy, whether you're Italian or non-Italian, it will be easier for you to, to get a mortgage in Italy and you can expect to having to put a 20% down and then the rest can be uh, given to you by the bank. If you are somebody who lives abroad and has no income, it might be uh, less easy for you to be able to get a mortgage or you might have to pay a much higher deposit. But of course, it depends on the bank and whether the bank is uh, allowed to deal with foreigners or willing to deal with foreigners without an Italian residency or an Italian income. And let's not forget that uh, having residency in Italy is not required for people who want to purchase a house. And finally, uh, taxes in Italy, uh, you can expect to pay a one-time purchase tax when you buy the property, which can range from the 2% to the 9% and be actually a little bit higher for luxury properties, properties that are uh, fall into a very specific category, meaning luxury properties. And finally, regarding taxes, you can expect to pay a one-time purchase tax when you purchase the property. Uh, which can range from the 2% to the 9% of the value uh, on paper, meaning given by the Italian government of the property. Um, you will pay the 2% if you are an Italian resident and if it's your first home, and you will pay the 9% in all the other cases. For example, if you are a foreign resident, and this, especially if this is not your first Italian property. And then there are annual taxes that you can expect to pay to the region or the municipality, depending on where your property is located. But normally that's a lower number uh, in the hundreds of euros. So it's not a super high amount. Very interesting, Marco. And just another thing to take into consideration, I think, when looking at some of these initial factors when doing your initial research, what about the cost of living, just kind of while we're on the financial side of things? What do things look like from that aspect? The cost of life in Italy is knowingly much lower than the cost of life in the US. Like I said before, we have inflation in Italy too, so prices are going up. But I think it's still a fraction of what people can expect to pay uh, to live in probably any US state there are probably few places in italy that uh where the cost of life is higher than some u.s states because in general in italy uh the cost of life is pretty low uh, especially if we're talking about the expectations of somebody who comes from the u.s or canada or the uk for example let's talk about the cost of uh, groceries in italy which in italian is called andare a fare la spesa which basically means to go and buy uh, groceries for the whole family and normally an, an average Italian will go one time per week uh, to the grocery store and, and buy food for the whole week for the whole family but the cost right now which of course evidently went up compared to the recent years could be in between 100 to 110 euros in some 
parts of southern Italy uh, for a family of three to 150 to 200 euros per week for a family of four in some areas of northern Italy. So the and of course this is the average you could spend much more or even uh, try to spend less depending on your um, habits, your lifestyle and, and and what you're purchasing and where you're purchasing groceries. but uh, on average the prices are going up but are still much lower compared to the cost of life and cost of groceries in the US. And also let's talk about going to the restaurant uh, in some areas of southern Italy you can expect to spend 25 maybe to 30 euros per person if you go out in a nice restaurant and you eat like fish or meat so we're talking about like actual restaurants and of course the prices can be higher in some areas of italy especially the areas that are uh, known by tourists like florence or milan major cities or in northern italy prices in general are higher and probably the average that a family is spending when they go to the restaurant in northern italy is maybe 40 in some cases to 50 euros per person uh, but of course we're talking about you know northern italy some areas of northern italy but the average is probably 30 35 euros per person across the country and finally the healthcare in italy as we all know it's free for italian citizens or most of the italian residents and anyway it's very low cost for other people who has who have certain residency permits um, so the cost of life in Italy is also lower for that reason, but also universities and schools in general, they cost a fraction of what a school or a, or a university would cost in the US, where uh, probably the top university in Italy will cost no more than 10,000 per year. And I'm talking about the top university and the average university will only cost a few thousand per year year like between two and three thousand euros per year so a fraction of what it would cost in the u.s what about things like uh running a car in italy for example insurance gas road fees because that's another thing to take into consideration that uh the autostrada the italian highway uh does have fees attached to it because it's a, a private uh, highway if i'm not mistaken Yes, highways in Italy are private. They're very well kept and you can find very nice coffee shops along the way. They're called Autogrill. I think we have mm -hmm. a recording an episode in the past about those. Autogrill, they're very, very nice places where you can find basically anything uh, um, from uh, coffee to even groceries, uh, toys for kids. And it's like a paradise for, for people who are uh, going on long trips but yeah the good the, food <laughs> very good food highways in italy they have a cost and you basically need to either pay when you enter the highway or if you have a telepass this device that you can install in your car you just go straight into the highway but of course you will be charged and and there will be another pay uh other payment set up in your uh, bank account and the cost is probably let's say for a trip of one hour, um, you can expect to pay five, six euros. And of course, if you have to travel across Italy, the cost will be not insignificant. But like I said, the highways in Italy are very well kept. And gas prices, of course, are going up. Right now, at the time of the recording of this video, the average is one euro and 80 cents 
uh, per liter. So um, for like to fill a car, you can expect to pay between 70 euros and 100 and maybe 120 euros uh, if you have a very big car. So of course, prices have gone up significantly um, since a few years ago. And finally, of course, if you own a car in Italy, which you can only own if you are a resident of Italy, you can expect to pay between three and 500 euros uh, for the mandatory insurance. So the one that you need to have in order to uh, travel with your car in Italy, uh, just in case you hit somebody, you hit another car, you are required to have that insurance at the very minimum that covers those events. And if you have to ins uh, get your car insured for also say, uh, so I'm sure we can agree that between three and 500 euros per year to keep your insurance active for the whole year is quite a competitive price compared to other countries like the US, the UK or Canada. Well, Marco, thank you so much for making yourself available for this episode. I think this is going to be a great place to wrap up and actually maybe even go into a part two and continue on this topic of uh, this uh, the the checklist that you should put together and things that you should take into consideration as well when moving to Italy. So Marco, until the next part of our checklist, how can people get in contact with you and your team? People can contact us through our website italianrealestatelawyers.com or give us a call at the numbers on the website. Absolutely fantastic. And of course, if you're interested in more information like this, make sure that you're subscribed to the YouTube channel as well as the audio only podcast. But of course, if you're subscribed to the YouTube channel, that means you're automatically subscribed to the Italian Citizenship Podcast, another project that Marco and I collaborate on, where we talk about some of the legal aspects of being able to call Italy your home. Also, if you're interested in anything about life abroad, living abroad, or living abroad as a dual citizen expat, be sure to come over to my YouTube channel and audio podcast. You can find it on youtube.com slash Rafael or you can search YouTube, Google, or your favorite podcasting platform of choice for not your average globetrotter. But Mr. Marco Permunian from ItalianRealEstateLawyers.com, thank you so much again for making yourself available for this episode of the Italian Real Estate Podcast. I'm Rafael Di Furia. Stay safe and healthy out there, and we will see you all next time. Later. Thank you.